This is the Rich Eisen Show. Boy, do the Packers and Niners know how to play playoff games against each other. Birdie takes it, hands off to McCaffrey off the left side. Touchdown! That was dicey at halftime for the Ravens, and then by the end of the game, not dicey at all. Lamar's in! Touchdown, Ravens! The Rich Eisen Show. Mayfield goes, it is by the Lions! Bass's kick. No good! Well, that was something. Earlier on the show, two-time Super Bowl champion and Greenlight podcast host, Chris Long. Coming up, Pro Football Hall of Famer, Steve Young. Plus, your phone calls and more. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Yes, it is. Welcome to hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show on the air right here on the Roku channel. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Our phone lines are completely lit. Steve Young is going to join us in hour number three of this program. Chris Long joined us in hour number one. Our podcast is always there for you to take in all three hours whenever you want to listen to our show. It's awesome that you hit us with a follow right there. As soon as this today's program is over, Chris and I are going to stay after class and record the latest edition of Overreaction Monday. Susie Schuster and Amy Trask will be back on Tuesday for What the Football. The uh, scheduled guest, Andrew Whitworth, the Walter Payton Man of the Year. Um, slated to be in studio for them. We'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll see Andrew Whitworth on their radar screen, and um, Amy Trask following up last week's conversation involving Brock Purdy, in which she said there were seven terrific quarterbacks remaining in the NFL playoffs, and Brock Purdy. She was right, kind of right over um, the weekend. Uh, listen, Amy was on the griddle, and um, she said what she thought. And I think some people um, in San Francisco, I don't think I know, some people in San Francisco took umbrage at her saying that Brock Purdy wasn't terrific. And on Saturday night, Brock Purdy made a terrific throw in the first half to George Kittle for a touchdown. And it was a thing of beauty. It was a perfect throw to George when San Francisco truly needed it in a tight game early on. It was the only terrific throw it appeared that he had up until his final drive, which is when it all that matters. And I guess all that matters for San Francisco is that they move on. And if I told you, I mean, the San Francisco issues that you don't want to see occur, certainly in the NFC Championship game that they are hosting coming up, that cropped up on Saturday night against Green Bay. Number one, number one is Debo Samuel getting hurt. Mm -hmm. And so two weeks of game prep that surrounded 19 go out the window in a rainstorm that on occasion got really bad. Unfortunately for Green Bay, the hardest rain was coming down in their attempts to win the game at the end and the rain clearly bothered their quarterback and messed like those two things together, the weather gods and then the football gods saying you will not have Debo tonight. I think definitely got in Purdy's skull. I mean, he's thinking about how wet the ball is and how he could grip it when he came out with gloves to start. Took him off. Immediately got rid of those. Right. Things, Immediately yeah. got rid of him. And 
Anyone will tell you anybody who's wearing gloves is wearing gloves because most of the time it's because they are concerned about the grip that the handle they're going to have on the football. And that's one of the knocks that Purdy had against him. Why he was dead last being drafted a couple years ago is his hand size and things of that nature. Get ready for that season to come because the combine's just around the corner. <laughs> but um, that together and then the play calling from their brilliant head coach. And I'm not saying brilliant to sound um, sarcastic. That's not uh, actually paying him the compliment of being one of the most brilliant offensive minds that this league has and has seen. And I know the pushback from folks who are from Atlanta or root for the Falcons or know those who do, and Chris, you're one of them, yep. is that play calling at the end of the Super Bowl when you're up 28-3. to three And you're not doing the basic things. You're just trying to outsmart or out-trick or I don't know. That's the way it looks to those of us on the couch who aren't wearing a headset or don't have the responsibility of thinking in the moment about what plays to dial up against people like Bill Belichick. That's the two cute Olympics. It, it almost got Andy Reid yesterday. Well, yeah, that Miko Hardman. Yeah. It's just like, like what when are you doing? You, I know. You got Mahomes like and Kelsey. and pa- pounding the rock. Well, like, it, I, but then again, you don't know if Pacheco's, you know, out of, Pacheco, out of breath or if he, he needs to of check game, out. Something happened. Right. right something like, again, play. those things yeah. happen, but, but you're still. understood. Yeah, like, see, I, I couldn't believe. Clyde was there. That Nicole Hardman was getting the and ball. He was running the ball really yeah. well, CEH. So, yeah. yeah. So the two cute Olympics, I understand what you're saying. And, yeah. and, and at the end of the first half, when San Francisco had the ball and you knew San Francisco was going to get the ball on the other end of halftime, it, it just seemed like they, 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 they had their hands on 10 and 2 rather than just revving the motor. And maybe it's because it's raining and Purdy had, was having an off half and let's make sure Green Bay doesn't at least get points here and you play it by half measure. And what you ended up doing is putting your kicker out for a long-ass field goal in the same rain that you're apparently concerned about pushing the ball down the field. Gets blocked. And so, you know, you could kind of see that all coming. And then the ultimate is San Francisco having to come back from a fourth quarter deficit. They were oh and forever. They had yet to win a game when trailing by at least five points in the fourth quarter of the Kyle Shanahan era. And the reason for that is, first of all, they're up a lot. Two, they're not down a lot. A lot. And three, it's just... Are, are they built, even with all those weapons, to come back? Those are the questions about San Francisco, certainly surrounding their quarterback. Can he deliver a comeback? That was the conversation all year long about Brock Purdy in his first full year as quarterback in San Francisco. And the answer on Saturday night, when it all mattered, in the rain, And they had taken a lead with a Christian McCaffrey 39-yard touchdown and then handed him the ball only once in the next two possessions as Green Bay took the lead in the fourth quarter break. 
Could they come back? And the answer turned out to be yes. It turned out to be yes. Now, it did help that they had a field goal attempt just seconds into the fourth quarter to start that comeback from eight down to five. But, you know. So, seven, pardon me, seven down to four. So, it was 21-14, and then they made it 21-17, and then they got the good fortune of Green Bay missing a field goal because they kind of took their foot a little bit off the break, a little, just a slight bit. And then San Francisco moved down the field. The two throws that Purdy made after George Kittle dropped a football on second and five. Third and five, he threw a rope that seemed to be just like a dart that hardly got more than, what, two feet off the ground? To Brandon Ayuk, who made a great throw on third and five to move the chains. And then he followed it up with a gorgeous throw to the sideline with Chris Conley. Only catch of the night. Didn't even know who that was. Chris Conley. I think he released it before Conley broke. And again, how many many times does Purdy throw to Conley probably in a game, let alone in practice? So these are things you've got to take into account. And then he ran one into the red zone. And McCaffrey took it in from there. McCaffrey was awesome. And they took the lead. And then in a season that we're going to be remembering for Jordan Love's breakout, where he answered the question of can he do it, a.k.a. starting for Green Bay, can he do it as well as Rodgers? Can he make a playoff? team out of this group of youngsters the answer all that was yes 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 remarkably in that season the last throw he makes is what he called a mortal sin I don't know what he was thinking but Dre Greenlaw and I don't know what he was thinking just get down sir (laughs) yeah right what are you doing (laughs) well I I mean uh, because on this night everything crazy was happening that you know causing a fumble and getting the ball back to Green Bay easily could have happened but at any rate he did come up with two interceptions of love in the fourth quarter They did complete the comeback. Purdy did make the throws. They did win a game with Debo being out for darn near the whole thing. And they did overcome some head-scratching play calls. But in the end, Shanahan dialed him up. Purdy executed it. And after the game, Shanahan pointed out, San Francisco doesn't usually have these games, let alone win them when they do have them. So maybe that's something that they can take into the NFC Championship game. And uh, here it is. That was as big of a mental challenge and just a character game as any game I've been a part of. I mean, when things aren't going how you want on offense, defense, special teams, um, you know, the rain, guys slipping a lot, you know, losing Debo early, um, having to change some things with that, and um, just some of the mistakes we made to overcome. Like, it was a gut check for everybody, and uh, couldn't be more proud of the people in there and uh, just how they persevere. So... They got to, that, that's the way you got to look at it. Because I've got all these stats here from NFL Network Research on the game. There's no photographs here. Because it wasn't pretty. <laughs> Honestly, Purdy threw one right to the Green Bay defense twice. Oh, my God. Had they taken, had, I mean, one for, to Savage would have been a pick one six. Yeah, easily pick six. And it's just, 
again, there was another throw where he's barking, I think, at Ray Ray McLeod, like, what are you doing? And, you know, I'm not an all-22 guy. It sure looked like Purdy was throwing it in the wrong spot. So, you know, I mean, and Amy Trask, she tweeted it. She tweeted at him to say, you know, congratulations. Let's share an ice cream maybe in Las Vegas because she's Amy Trask. But again, what she's got to say on the subject matter will be on what the football Tuesday with Amy and Susie. But honestly, um, when you're taking a look, that that's and this is the concern this 49er fans should have. Because if you do get past Detroit, who which we'll talk about shortly, you're going up against two alien creatures. <laughs> One of two. Lamar or Mahomes. <laughs> right. Okay? Yep. And so you can't throw it directly to the Ravens defense twice and expect them to drop it both times. As a matter of fact, Christmas night will point that out. All right. And you can't do that with the Chiefs either. And you know how I feel about Purdy's one of my three adopted children. By the way, they almost all nearly advanced. All three of them with Baker putting a scare in Detroit towards the end. <laughs> Baker had a real eighth for almost 350 yards. So, you know, um, that's my concern about the 49ers moving forward. But the bottom line is they move on. And the word is today, it's a coin flip, 50-50, whether Debo is active for the finale of Championship Sunday. And um, so there's all that. But congrats to the Niners. They move on. And the Packers, you've got a bright future. Terzo and Iowa, let's take his call, phone call. All rise. What's up, Terzo? Oof, man, Rich, Saturday was was difficult for me. Um, happy I kind of watched it alone. Uh, the girlfriend and the dog were hiding in the hiding in the bedroom from me because I was a wreck. Man, I can only understand. I, I, I could. I, I feel you. I feel you because Jordan Love was making the throws and um, the defense was uh, was all over Purdy and it didn't look good, man. It didn't look good. I mean, you even heard Chris Long before. If you were on hold, he said that the Packers yep. had the Niners beat. You know, no, they did. They did. They they punched us in the face. We couldn't stop the run, and like you said, Purdy was missing some of those throws, and and Green Bay had every opportunity to take advantage of us, and they let us off the hook. Um, but like we talked about earlier in the year, one of the knocks on Purdy is that he's never led us to a fourth quarter comeback win, which we got. And you know, I'm happy it was in the playoffs. If it wasn't for a missed field goal, we would have had that win in Cleveland. Um, right. This team, I think, is still the best in the NFC. Um, I don't know if it was the rust or what, but Green Bay came to play, and we kind of just, I think, squeaked it just there at the end. Uh, but it's kind of crazy to say 49ers-Lions NFC championship? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm with you. That's true. Higher register. Yeah. So. I like it, Terzo. Yeah, I, 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 need, I needed to bring it out for you. Um, but I think the Ravens are the team to beat. And if I'm – I know it's tough to, like, ever count out Patrick Mahomes, and it's I, I really don't ever want to do it. But that Baltimore team, that defense, they are bullies. And I think I think – I think KC might be wanting to put on their hard hat because I think they're going to they're going to be taking a couple lumps. Well, that'll be a fun AFC Championship game. That's first up on Sunday. Thanks for the call, Terzo. So uh, let's take a break. There is some news on the coaching front 
from Philadelphia to Chicago. Lots to talk about there. Then we'll hit the Detroit Lions. We haven't even talked about the Bills just yet. That will change. And then there's more of you at 844-204-RICH here on this Monday. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The sleep number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Back here on the program, what are you guys talking about over there? Just looking forward to Super Bowl, no, Super Bowl, yeah, Super Bowl's coming out. Sure. Like where they, you know, New Orleans, New Orleans next year, and then San Francisco for sixty. But obviously Vegas this year, and you we're know, we're excited. God willing, we're still here. You yeah. know. Yeah. Hmm. Sorry, I'm getting texts from people who are in the town saying you want they want to come on and in this town. Los Angeles? Yeah. For the town with no... Like, I don't want to say. It's I mean, pouring it's just, down rain over the week. It's just so much rain over the weekend. Godspeed, drivers out I there. know, right? Yeah. You okay? Traffic. You okay? <laughs> you I, I'm fine. Yeah, okay. Everyone else. Is, I saw an accident this morning on the way down. What oh, games did you work this weekend, Mike? I did two on Saturday. Which games? UConn. And early, I did. Uh, uh, was, who did I do early? I forget. Dude, are you the official fader so, of you, the UConn Huskies? I have another UConn game this weekend. Um, Men or women? Men. Oh, okay. Like, I'm taking them to number one. Are they still number one? Yeah. Look at you, Mike. Like I, I, they, Are you paying attention to college basketball? You get a ring? I love college basketball. That's my second favorite sport. Syracuse had a buzzer beater over the weekend. They We're had a great good. Yeah, okay. I don't know. We, like, beat, we beat Ohio State with the Fab Five. Yes. Reconstituted. I know that. Yeah. That, that, uh, Hold on, let's check some stuff. And then I just know I've got to have your head on a swivel if you're... I leaving mean, the court at Ohio State. Well, I mean, what do we do? Uh, well, we'll talk about that Oof. as well. More than just the 30 seconds of real estate we have at this current juncture. I did Creighton. That's right. I did Creighton. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, Creighton, of course. Yeah, I mean, that'll yeah, slip your mind. Creighton will right. slip Villanova. your mind. Shout out to Benjamin. You, yeah. Creighton's finest. 
All I know is if I did a job for two and a half hours involving two teams, I would remember, remember who they are. Rich, <laughs> you would, Rich, Rich. One would assume, I've right? done a hundred <laughs> games this year. I can't remember every game. A hundred. A hundred games. I have. I've done a, I feel like I've done a I million games. No, 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 he's not done a million games. It's a hundred games. Okay, Mike. You keep adding zeros. <laughs> It'll be I do a Rich Eisen Show Radio Network back on the air. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This is the point of the show where I get to say I told you so. I started the show by raising my hand saying, Mea culpa, you know, Chiefs fans. I know I chose the Bills on game day morning yesterday and said, don't let the Bills in the tournament. And the Chiefs said, okay. We're the ones who uh, Kadarius Tony's foot started letting the Bills in the tournament, and we're the one who ended uh, the tournament for uh, for the Bills. I understand. But now I get to say I told you so. I told you the Cowboys and Eagles were not firing their coaches. Told you. Mike McCarthy staying and Nick Sirianni meeting with the media in Philadelphia with Howie Roseman, the general manager, Wednesday. They met Friday. Sirianni and Jeff Lurie, the owner of the Eagles, they had a conversation and the one who uh, the one who ate it was Sean Desai, the uh, the um, uh, defensive coordinator in name only. As we know, he lost the play calling in the middle of the season to Matt Patricia, and the play calling in defense got worse. So, according to Tom Pelissero, um, Matt Patricia's not going to be renewed. He's, he's going to find another spot. Could be going to Atlanta if Bill Belichick gets the job. Jeez, I hope not. Bring that number two pencil <laughs> to the ATL. Who would hire that guy? Bill Belichick. <laughs> well, then Bill's lost it and okay. shouldn't be a head coach. There you go. So there's that. But I told you. And so Ron Rivera is being reported to be one of the first interviewees for the Eagles defensive coordinator job. That's interesting. It is that. It is that. Certainly will be interesting if he's hired and then uh, those Eagles commanders games. He would know the personnel, would he not? Mm. But I told you, they're not making that change. Fletcher Cox, I'm sure, is appreciative of that. One of our new favorite drops of Fletcher Cox <laughs> last week when he was... You're a clown, bro. Get out of my face, bro. That's what he said. <laughs> and somebody said, hey, your coach is maybe going to get fired. That meeting went forever on Friday, and then the Eagles said nothing. They said nothing. Why should they say something? They're not going to put out a release saying our coach with two years left on his contract is staying. I guess only the, the Cowboys do that. <laughs> <laughs> this is nuts. I mean, <laughs> so that's what we learned today about the NFC coach in last year's Super Bowl as the AFC coach in last year's Super Bowl prepares for his sixth consecutive AFC championship game since starting a quarterback he traded up to go get in a draft in Philadelphia. Patrick Mahomes. So that's the latest there. Coaching news in Chicago. Last we heard the Bears were kicking the tires on Caleb Williams' current quarterbacks coach and assistant offensive coach in uh, USC here in Los Angeles, Cliff Kingsbury, as their new offensive coordinator. They did not hire him today. They hired Shane Waldron, mm. the OC who is hitting the road from Seattle now that they're looking for a whole new regime there. 
And he's the one that Pete turned to to let Russ cook for one season, and then Geno started cooking for two. Former L.A. Ram McVay acolyte. What does that mean? Here's what it means. The Bears are going to be able to slow play this decision on Justin Fields now. Because if they hired Kingsbury, what do you think they're hiring him for? Right. They hire Shane Waldron. Maybe he's the guy that's going to finally find the way to unlock Justin Fields. And if I'm Shane Waldron, I'm like, okay, I got this plan for Justin Fields. I'll help you unlock him. And then I got this plan if you want to go Caleb Williams and hook me. And by the way, that would be the greatest offensive coordinator position in the National Football League in 2024 to say, I'm now going to be the guy I'm the captain now. to bring Caleb Williams to life, the next Mahomes. And as we all know, the next, the original Mahomes brought to life by Andy Reid. This, and with other offensive coordinators, I understand there's Biennemi and there's Nagy and all of that. Nagy got the gig in Chicago to begin with because of exactly. his association with Mahomes. Yep. And so... This guy, though, would be, it's your side of the ball. It's not like Iberflus is coming in with all sorts of concepts, right? One would think he's the head coach. Maybe he does. But how about that for a little plot twist? This now means the Bears can go, well, we're, we're still wondering. We're still, we're still, we're still grinding tape. I, I, don't, I don't think there's any tape to grind with all due respect because this weekend showed you Okay, you need an alien at the position if you can acquire one. And that is the quarterback spot. I mean, Fields is like half alien. I get it. <laughs> but do you think Caleb is full-on alien? Yeah. It seems like he can be, and that's what you need to do. If you can upgrade your quarterback position with all due respect to Justin Fields, restart the clock with a rookie contract, and get somebody like Caleb Williams, I think that's what they're going to eventually decide to do. But now that they didn't hire... Now, was Kingsbury just a fact-finding mission? I saw some report that he had Bears Brass interview him in Los Angeles. Like, he didn't go to them. I wouldn't either. He had them come to him. Come to me. Yeah. Come out to the coast. Come out to the coast. Have a few laughs. (laughs) You know? I would. If you're going to maybe use me to pick my brain, right. take me to dinner. Let me get a free meal out of it. <laughs> Stick the McCaskies with a couple of screaming eagles. You know? Off the menu. Off the wine list. Just, just Google that, folks. So, maybe that was just a fact-finding mission? I don't know. Yeah, it's not yeah. Shane Waldron's a good offensive coordinator. And by the way, if you need an offensive coordinator, I would go get one like now. There's too many teams that need him. So, interesting hire. I think a good hire. And it also allows the Bears to continue to slow play. Because if you're going to get the guy who's currently attached at the hip of Caleb Williams, kind of shows you what they're going to do. So, 844-204-RICH. Number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. Matt in Oklahoma. Let's give uh, Matt and one of these uh, bro hugs coming up. What's up, Matt? What's going on, Rich? Oh, buddy. I'm telling you what, you know what, I have to say this. I would win for a fourth on nine with Josh Allen. I'll live with Josh Allen all day, every day. You should. I I don't like kickers. I have Chrissy's with kickers. And that kick could have went sideways, up, down, left. I don't care what they They could have blocked it. 
They could have done whatever they wanted, but why those two words? Give me a flipping break. No. It's horrible, man. That fan base deserves better. It could have been anything. And anybody that's got a problem with Josh Allen in Buffalo needs a reality check. He did everything he could last night. It was a long time after Jim Kelly. So you need to freaking wake up. Quit saying bad things about Josh Allen because better appreciate what you got. Do they have unicorn? <clears throat> I don't know. Do you need a hug, Maybe Matt? Do you need one of our famous hugs? No, I'm choked on my chili. I know. Oh. I could hear it. <laughs> my son's poor dinosaur paid the price last night that was in the floor. So. Oh, no, no, uh, man. Uh, Matt, right, those right, things are extinct. Right, Don't make them more extinct. Uh, Don't do that, Matt. I did, I did, man. I kicked it straighter and Tyler Best kicked that kick. <laughs> I'll tell you what. But I, I ran out of bad words to say. Mm. I've had my heart broke every way. Sorry. I've known the man as a Bills fan in almost 40 years, so I can take the loss. Just why those two flipping words? I don't ever want to hear those two words ever again. Please, for the love of God. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Matt. You be well. That's Matt in Oklahoma. Let's talk Bills. <sighs> uh, I I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Other than just like, oof. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know what else to say. Other than the fact that, you know, it's better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. That's the way I always view it. And you've got a unicorn and alien at the quarterback position, as we've been calling him all day, and you need one of them in order to win. That's why your window will always be open. Joe Burrow said it the other, like what, last year, our window's always open if I'm here. Your window's always open if Josh Allen is there. Uh, I, I just... I just don't know what happens to this team in the final two minutes of, of playoff games. I don't understand it. If it requires a seance, an intervention, I, I don't understand it. When they went to the two-minute break of this game, that clearly you could see it coming. We were all just biding time until the end to see who was winning, who was losing, or if it was tied, who had the ball, who could keep it the longest or keep it until there was no time left? And how would those strategies play out? Uh, I, I sensed it at halftime. I sensed it just, you know, at the break. When it was 3-3, first quarter break, they're kind of like, you know, sparring. And then they start throwing haymakers at each other and leads start changing. And then Allen has a terrific two-minute drill at the end of the first half. And then weird, weird stuff started happening. Like a fake punt on uh, on fourth and five. Romo said there were 10 men on the field for Kansas City. I, I never saw that. I never uh, saw that, but he said that, there were 10 yeah. guys on the field. And even if it is 10 guys in the field, you know, why don't you, what are you doing fake punting? Like you still have a better chance with Josh Allen with the ball in his hand trying to get it to one of your playmakers rather than a safety who's carrying a ball, you know, in a surprise situation. But then they get the ball back two snaps later because Mikola Hardman, for some reason, has the ball in his hands inside the three-yard line, and he reaches for the pilot and fumbles it through the end zone, and I hate that friggin' rule. But I almost like that. If, I, if there's any point where I kind of liked the rule, I felt like the Chiefs needed to be punished for giving the ball to Mikko Hardman. I, I, honestly, I'm, I, that's how irrational I was thinking. 
That's why I'm like, you've got the greatest quarterback known to mankind at present and the greatest tight end known to mankind at present who are the greatest touchdown makers together in the history of postseason play at present and all time. And you're not even handing it off to somebody else who could score. Who's a running back when you give it heart? Okay. But the Bills get the ball back like no blood. Like everybody's trying to go to Vegas. It's kind of like, you know, what the dealers do. No like yeah. no harm, no foul. Uh, shift change. I'm shift out. Change. Yep. I'm out. Yep. Break time. So uh, uh, that weird stuff happens. And then the defenses start to hold in the fourth quarter when in quarters two and three, everyone was just giving up points, which is why Sean McDermott said he wanted to go for the fake punt. He didn't say after the game it was 10 men on the field. He said that, you know, we were thinking we were having trouble stopping him. Yeah, they couldn't stop him right. all night. So he's trying to steal so, a possession yeah, I get it. on his side of the field on a fake punt. It was just weird stuff happening. But the Bills got the ball back. They did force a punt after a fresh set of downs was rewarded by an officiating crew that called pass interference on what appeared to be a hit in the legal yeah. hit zone. And ball still, and ball still in his hands. Yeah. Let me just say this while I'm on the subject matter. To me, that should be reviewable in the same way you can review a pass interference call and have them pick up the flag if you can review it and see the ball's been tipped. Why can't you review the ball was still in the quarterback's hand and we can see by rule that hit is in a zone where he's allowed to hit him if the ball's still in the hands. So why are we going through with this? That should be challengeable. Now I'm off my soapbox to continue how the Bills had an opportunity to win this thing. And they went to the two-minute warning. Second and long. And I thought to myself, run it here. Absolutely. Even though you're having trouble running it, make the Chiefs start to burn timeouts because even if you're going for a field goal here, you want to leave Mahomes in the worst position possible. Plus, let's just say you get a couple yards here. It's third and manageable. Now the playbook opens a little bit more for you here. Also, Josh Allen was averaging six yards a carry. Run him. (laughs) So many different things you can do. Because I kept thinking they're in a perfect position if they can somehow score a touchdown with less than 13 seconds to go. You're in a better position than you were the last time you played them in the playoffs. They had that opportunity. And instead, Allen looks downfield for a kill shot, which wouldn't really be a kill shot because you're leaving way too much time on the clock, but you're still trying to go up when you can. And Chris Jones throws his tackle into his area, and he can't follow through incomplete. Third down, throw it again incomplete and bring out Tyler Bass Mm. for the worst of all possible scenarios, one would think, being tie game, too much time left on the clock for Mahomes, and now you're playing for overtime again. But, hey, at least the way that you went down the last time changed the overtime rules. Not even a touchdown in overtime to start by Mahomes would cause you to lose the game. You just have to answer it. And all those things are going through your head, at least for me. I'll be straight up with you. I wasn't thinking missed field goal. I know every Bills really? fan was. I oh, wasn't. Man. But the two words, mm. 
this is what's particularly unfair for Bills fans because, yeah, you got the quarterback that's supposed to end all of these curses. And, yeah, they were 6-6 six and six and on a heater. Hot streak, winning streak. You did get the Chiefs in your house finally. You finally got Mahomes out of his house. It's like those friends that never, ever, ever, ever do anything except invite you over. And when you you invite them over, they're like, oh, they got things to do. And that one time you finally get the friend of your house, you know? You finally got him out of his house. You're supposed to be using your house to be the horror for him and not your house turn into your latest house of horrors. That's not the way it's supposed to go. And certainly the last two words should not be wide right. Wide right. Like of all the places for this field goal to go. Couldn't go left. Mm. Couldn't be tipped and then blocked and just wind up shy. I honestly. So. Allen today. I'll give you your choice, Mike Hoskins. You're the Bills fan. What do you want to hear? Which one do you want to hear from uh, Josh Allen today here? How he was feeling after the loss on Sunday night. Yeah, I mean, it's it's surreal. Um, on the bright side, we woke up this morning, right? We're, we're all here. Um, you know, losing losing's never fun. It's it's a part of the game. It's the worst, well, second worst part of the game. Obviously, injuries are the worst part of the game. But um, it's the reason why you play this game is because you don't want to feel this way. But when you do feel this way, it, it makes um, winning all that much more special. And... You know, this isn't something that we're going to run from. It's not something we're going to hide from. You know, we got to we got to take it on the chin and continue to learn and, and get better. And I know that doesn't it's not what people want to hear. Uh, they want to see results. We want to see results. We're just like just like you guys. We we want to win. You know, and that's that's the fact. And uh, at the end of the season, there's one happy team, and we're going to keep fighting and, and keep working as hard as we can until until we are that one team. So um, long road ahead. Long off season, got to continue to keep putting in the work and, and getting better in the off season and, and getting getting together with guys and figuring out what we can do to get over this hump. Just wonder if Stephon Diggs had his last game as a Bill. Got to wonder that. Feels, um, like, feels like I it. mean that 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 ball where Allen threw it a country mile and it seemed to go right through his hands is somewhat of a a microcosm of of the season here where the two of them just couldn't connect and then off-season of them not actually connecting and wondering if there's anything up between the two of them. And then the other aspect of this season, I don't, I don't know how how they even made it this far. I mean, yeah. I saw Matt Milano carted yeah. off in London after Trey Diggs the week before gets injured for the season. One after another, after another, after another. Gabe Davis didn't play in this game. Last time they played in a playoff game, he set a record with four touchdowns. I mean, that's significant. Khalil Shakir, who had a big conversion on that final drive, mm-hmm. he got knocked out for a bit. Good player. He sure is. And so is Dalton Kincaid. So yep. is Cook. There are some serious keepers there, man. And, and Buffalo's a good Mike Evans spot. That sounds like one. T. Higgins. But, you know, just uh, I'll tell you who's also a – 
on that is Michael Irvin. Literally, he said that 15 times during game day morning yesterday as we were showing Mike Evans shots. Yeah. Bills are 28th on the clock. And favorites to win the AFC East going into next year, even with the way the Dolphins performed this year and Rodgers being healthy. We hope. <laughs> but, man, wide right. Uh, for the season to end like that, that is not yeah, just cool. Condolences to Buffalo. I know. That's <laughs> one way to say it. Ugh. All right, we'll take a break. Phone calls, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Steve Young's coming up in hour number three as well. Don't go anywhere. Lots to discuss still. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. We're back here on our program. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We'll take some phone calls in uh, this segment. Steve Young, top of the next hour. Let's talk about with him. wonder what he thinks about Purdy. You know? So what else do we know here? So the Packers are 25th on the clock. Mm. Bucks 26th on the clock. Cardinals 27th on the clock because that's where Houston slotted. So they slot you based on your regular season record and whether you're a wild card team or not. Where, yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. Yep. So the Packers are 25th because they were the last wild card team in the playoffs. Yep. Nine and eight. The Buccaneers are 26th because they were nine and eight. And uh, Green Bay had a worse strength of schedule. 
Is that what it is, or the fact that the Bucks won a division? So they've got to go further down. Uh, I don't though, know. Don't I, th- I, I think it's strength schedule. Is it really? Uh, looking at Tankathon, that's what it's uh, sorted by. Okay. They and were- then there's Houston at 27 because they were 10 and 7. Yep. And the Bills are at 11 and 6, 28th. Who will be drafting 32nd in Detroit? Could it be Detroit? Could it be Detroit? Hmm. It could be Tony. 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 I want to talk about that in hour three. <laughs> Talked about that a little bit on uh, on the show on game day morning this weekend. Want to elucidate more on that thought? Ooh, it's a big ooh, word alert! Word oh alert. yeah, honk, honk, honk. I don't even think I know what that means. Ken Tua's here. We could just run that skit back. You got, you got. Uh, oh yeah, because we're going to yeah. record a Super Bowl <laughs> show open today. Yeah, we're going to be filming the next two days. Should we oh, yeah? do some behind the scenes? Of course, if on you want. A, on a little IG live, maybe, Mikey. You want to yeah, do that? I'm in. I'm in for that. Let's go. But it was ASU uh, USD. Oh, game. glad you looked it up. Ronnie James, maybe good, a player that's good. callback, Mike. Yeah. Mike Del Tufo with a callback there on our I just thought that. Half hour later. Roku only segment. For our radio audience, you want to oh, fill them in? Mike. Fill them in? Uh, I, yeah, I did the morning game. It was ASU and. Uh, a little more information, Mike. USC for oh, my basketball oh, so game that on was, Fox. In the okay, morning. that's what you did. Okay, very good. Ronnie James, actually looking good, but he's he's got a little work to do. He's got a. He's good. Okay. But, Oh, is that your your That's assessment? That's my assessment. I'm, oh yeah, my god! I, mean, I watch. Look at him. I watch. All those of a sudden, games. he's Jay Billis over there. <laughs> game time tickets. My get the tomorrow. app and put it on a mobile device near you, and start buying tickets, and get a great deal. Sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you, right there. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. So, game time will help you. Killer last minute deals. You can even buy tickets sometimes after the event started. Get a great deal and go figure out how you can get in right away. With the great views from your seats already up front, you see them before you buy, so you know exactly where the ice is, where the where the uh, court is, where the stage is. And then my favorite part about it is the all-in prices. Your total's shown to you up front, so there's no surprises. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code Rich, twenty dollars off your first purchase. Restrictions apply. Visit GameTime.co for terms. Again, create an account and redeem code RICH for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, let's go to oh boy here. Let's go to Josh in California. You're on the program. What's up, Josh? Uh oh, you there? You there, Josh? Oh, no. All right. Let's put him back on hold. I attempted. Uh, Tony in Florida will take your call. What's up, Tony? Tony? What's up, Tony? Hey, Rich. How are you? What's up, buddy? Great. Hey, listen. As a uh, wide-right aficionado and a G-Man fan, I think I'm uh, the perfect guy to give you the reason why I think this Chiefs dynasty has bloomed. I think there's three phases of it. Okay. The recipe has been as follows. Number one, slay the dragon. Everybody wanted them to take down the Pats. Sorry, Brockman, my bad. Well, they didn't. They didn't ever beat the Pats, but I see your point. Well, well I mean, they 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 survived was, the Brady era. You know, that was the Brady era. Phase, okay. phase two was they were the you know popular kids on the block, feel good story. Everyone wants them to win. And now, listen, phase three, they're in the villain phase. I'm not sure if it's you know the 62 back-to-back commercials that Kelsey and Mahomes do. Uh, a little Taylor Swift thrown in, but everybody now wants to uh, wants to basically say we need a new shiny object. But I got to tell you, the key that picks the lock, Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes thrived in each of the three phases, phases, and they're not done. And I think more to come. 
Tony, thanks for the call. Thanks for the call, Tony. Appreciate it. It's interesting thoughts there. You're right, though, Chris. I mean, the fact that Mahomes isn't way closer in the Brady rearview mirror right now is because of Brady. Yeah. Because Brady beat him when he was a youngster. Yeah, 2018 and then the the Super Bowl. Yeah. He could have so, two. He could have two more. He could. <laughs> he could be going for no five doubt about right it. now. <laughs> but he's not wrong. When you have, but Tony in Florida is not wrong in the other two, where um, Reed and Mahomes. He's forgetting Kelsey too, and he's also forgetting Spagnolo. I mean, Steve Spagnolo is a heck of a defensive play caller. Whatever adjustment they made in the second half yesterday was was genius. And I just don't totally know. Worked. I just don't know if it's because he he. Uh, had such a miserable go of it when he was the Rams head coach. Like mm-hmm. nobody's talking about him being an HC anywhere. It just seems like he's willing to just yeah. kind of, kind of, I guess, be the Dick LeBeau of this situation right here. And I know Dick LeBeau had a, a you know, a run at head coach that didn't go well for him. But he's got, he's basically the Dick LeBeau of this situation, where he's somebody who is really great at dialing up defenses, and all you got to do is just keep on feeding him. And he knows exactly when to push the pedal of the metal. He knows exactly when not. And so, you know, there is some greatness that you have here. Reed, Mahomes, Kelsey. My God, Kelsey. When he, st- when he caught those first two passes and looked like the Kelsey of old, and by old I mean sometimes like week eight this year, it's not like he's been toast. But last year, if he's showing up, man, like this, look out. There was even one who was wide open in the end zone. It looked like he's playing wide, the Chargers. Wide open. You know what I mean? Yeah, wide open. The first <laughs> which, is, which is written first the book TV. on how not to cover Travis Kelsey. <laughs> and um, and now they're villains. That's not a bad, that's not a bad, like there's, people are sick of them. For sure. There's no doubt about that. Although the, the Mahomes Ma'auto commercial cracks me up every time. I do like that. It is really funny. Ma'auto is funny. I like that. Kelsey, how much you can say. I like it. Yeah. He, he delivers, you know, Kelsey, as we know from his SNL appearance, he's got the, he's got the chops. But, you know, and then it, there is the, the Taylor Swift thing. For some reason, people are just outraged that she's showing up for her boyfriend and having a great time of it. And you could see right behind her is the shirtless Jason Kelsey. How come the fact that she's having a blast with Jason Kelsey doesn't, you know, where where she's hanging out with shirtless dudes who are bellowing and shotgunning beers and whatever, that doesn't that she's not cool for being part of that world. I, I don't I don't know. I like I said, I I'm just not gonna swerve into that lane. I've already said my piece on it. But for some reason, there's a a, a villainous aspect that seems to be blossoming for the Chiefs, and that happens straight up. The teams that just keep winning. And that's what you want. That's what you want if you're them. That's what you want. You want to love <laughs> yeah. to be hated. Love to be hated because that means you just keep winning and you break hearts and you go into other people's places and you say not today. And Brady did that a lot. He did it a hell of a lot. And, you know, with the exception of Brady and I guess Burrow, right? Are those the only guys who have beaten Mahomes in an AFC championship game? In the playoffs, so far. yeah. Well, I mean, it's in the AFC Championship game, right? And because Super, he put and, and in the Super, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Yeah. right? So he's won two of three. Brady beat him in the Super Bowl, yep. and he's three and two in AFC Championship games. 
Brady beat him one year. Burrow beat him one year. Yep. And the other three he's made, and those are the three Super Bowls he's made, of which he's won two. Yep. And now we'll see what happens if Lamar is now added to the list of quarterbacks who may be playing in the AFC at the wrong time. I saw an interesting comp, too. Is Josh Allen the new Phillip Rivers? I saw that. That was that, that was put out there. I mean, there were worse people to be equated with, but Phillip is known for not winning or getting to a Super Bowl. I, I, I mean, oh, I don't know what that means. Josh Allen is amazing. I think, And by the way, Phillip was great for big moments and what have you, but... Josh Allen's more physically gifted than than Philip Rivers. Come on now. Oh yeah, of course. But I mean, you know. So, we're but we're comparing we're him because, and again, it's just how we're about comparing this? him because he, he can't win the big one. He can't win the big one, or the big ones aren't won because other things happen around him. Honestly, Both. dude, he put them in front in Kansas City in 2021, and then didn't get off the bench. Yep. Okay, so how's that his fault? Because he didn't he didn't throw a fifth one to Gabe Davis. Uh, honestly, I mean, that's our world. Is like if you win, if you don't win, you're trash. Philip did a great job. Their defense couldn't stop Tom Brady. It's the same. I didn't hate it as it's a comparison. It's interesting though that we're it. that that maybe they, their first road playoff win in the Mahomes era has uh, sparked a little bit of enough of them already. And maybe a lot of people are going to be rooting for the Ravens casually because of that. I think that's probably true. We will see. Steve Young on all of the divisional weekend games coming up. It's also kind of a cool off at quarterback. I mean, Lamar's super cool. Mahomes is cool. Who do you root for? They're both very likable. So is Allen. And they play fun. So is Allen. I'm just talking about in the championship. (laughs) Oh, I see what you're saying. Do we make, what? Do we make excuses for Josh Allen that other guys don't? No, and you know I like Josh Absolutely. Allen. I'm a big fan. Name, name, it, all right, just I'll, say it. I'll buy like, what else. Well, well keep because going. okay, I have to go put ahead. this with the, the only team that I follow. Like I heard everything that was said about Dak, even after his great season. He can't do this. He stinks. He's that. He had two picks, which one of them I had saw five wide receivers go to Twitter and said Brandon Cook ran an awful route. So one pick's not his fault. But like when Dallas loses, it's on Dak. But I've watched shows this morning where all they did was make excuses for Josh. And the bottom line is, when I bring up something about that, people say, you didn't win the game. Like the quarterback, whether you like it or not, he gets that W in front of his name. He's the leader. Mm -hmm. If they don't win, then it's on the quarterback. That's what I've always thought. Whether I agree with it or not, I'm just saying, it just seems like Josh gets a, a lot of people to, to he, make he didn't turn the ball over him. yesterday. He played really well. One well, plus Dax two throws. and five in his playoff career. I mean, it's been and I and you can insert any quarterback in there instead of Dak. I'm just saying, it just seems that way. Interesting. Dak takes a little too much. Josh probably doesn't take enough. All right. And like I said, I love Josh Allen. That's you guys a soup know that, that eats like a meal. <laughs> Steve Young, hour three.